0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Just in podcast. I'm Justin Martindale, and we hope you had a wonderful Easter um, weekend. I mean, I mean, Passover, Ramadan, so many holidays. Um, but we hope uh, that you had a wonderful weekend off. I know I did. You know why? Because spring has officially sprung. And with that being said, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Um, And if you are looking for the perfect gift for your mom, might I suggest Cozy Earth? Uh, I love them. I say it on the podcast so many times. I have the sheets, the towels, the pajamas, the joggers. uh, Did I say the sheets? Yes, I did. The uh, socks, everything. Uh, CozyEarth.com has it for you. They are celebrating their fifth year being on Oprah's favorite things list. And what a special treat for the lady in your life, your mother, your sisters, your sister-in-laws, aunts, anything for Mother's Day, then getting something comfortable for them. They are hypoallergenic. They are made with bamboo. And they are uh, temperature adjusting, so they stay cool. Uh, they stay comfortable, and honestly, I wear them and love them and can't get enough of them. And you can, too, with promo code. Listen up. Promo code forty four zero Justin, to get 40% off your final purchase. My sister-in-law just had her baby, and I got them the Cozy Earth Baby Blanket, and she sent me a picture of my little nephew, and she's like, thank you so much for getting this. Uh, They're passed out all the time, so... That's what I do. I make sure your babies pass out so you can enjoy the day um, in (laughs) stride. But, John, how are you? Did you have a good weekend?
1: It was okay. Can't complain. What? (laughs) I mean, I can, but it's going to do nothing, so we're not going to complain.
0: You can't complain? We went
1: to a party Sunday.
0: Yes, I know. I I mean, I didn't realize that Easter was like such a rager holiday. People were out. I remember, let's see, Saturday... Um I had a wonderful Easter pre-Easter brunch with my friend Krista and Tyler and Brendan and Evan. We went to Laurel Hardware. Um and it was just gorgeous. Like a gorgeous weekend. Finally just the sun was out. The temperature is just perfect. The flowers are in bloom. Uh the smells in the air. I mean, finally the piss is just covered up with the smell of jasmine. That's my favorite smell in LA when that Jasmine blooms, ooh, yes. That's where I'm at, that's my favorite smell. Um, and yeah, we went to Laurel Hardware, we had a great time, then I had a set here at the store, and it was so packed. And I was like, God, why is it packed? And I'm like, oh yeah, because people have to spend time with their families on Sunday. Or go to church or something, so everyone was just letting loose. And I had um, a wonderful time in the main room, I actually had a, uh, a a group of women. Did I tell you this story? I don't know if I told you this yeah. on Sunday. So Saturday, there was um, Mark Marin brought me up on stage, and Mark did his set. And near the end of his set, he had some chatties. And I don't know if he addressed them or what and told them to kind of, like, calm down. But he got off stage, and he just kind of looked at me and, like, rolled his eyes, like, good luck, <laughs> or... You're welcome. I don't know what it was because I can never tell with Mark. And I got on stage and immediately these two women just start screaming just loud. It was either pure terror or excitement or a little bit of both. And I was like, okay, what, what's what's happening? What's happening? And the one, it's always the one who says, birthday! Aye. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I knew what I got into. And I'm like, oh, great. Happy birthday. Yeah! It's her birthday! And I'm like, okay. like She's not screaming. Why are you screaming? And then I asked, and this is my own fault again. I said, where are you from? Orange County! I was like, oh, no. Just loose white women from Orange County. That's my demo. What can I say? Um, so they were just like screaming and hollering and it didn't even stop it wasn't like okay we i gave you the attention you wanted now quiet the one just kept just like "Ah! Ah!" just screaming so i get to the point now and i'm not one to like you know yell and cuss the person out or whatever but i get to the point where i'm like okay if i don't address this it's gonna just like my whole set right So there's finally a moment where it's like, yeah, and I and I looked over and I just went, (laughs) ma'am. That's all I said. Just a ma'am. Mind you, it was the 51st anniversary, which, by the way, lovely balloons in the main room. We had
1: no expense. (laughs) It was literally
0: just a five and a one in a balloon and it would flip around and it looked like 21 at one point. But I looked at this woman, just said, ma'am. And she stopped and I stopped and I didn't say a word for about 10 seconds. And I just stared at this woman. The audience is like, I made everyone so uncomfortable. And I looked at her and I go, are you good? I was like, you don't want to be that woman who's thrown out at a party. (laughs) Like, don't do this. And they stopped and I carried on and it was fantastic. And then Sunday rolled around Easter Sunday. I hosted my very first uh, Easter brunch. Uh, with Evan and got up at 7.30 in the morning. Made sure everyone uh, felt welcome, cleaned the entire place. I, I, I dyed eggs. That's where I'm at. I dyed eggs. Why? Because I thought it would look cute and I got on TikTok and I found a way to do it and I did it. And I made devil dyed eggs. Uh, Evan bought Chick-fil-A for everybody because nothing... <laughs> Nothing <laughs> says Easter like feeding your guests hate.
1: Wait, where did you find Chick-fil-A open on a Sunday? Ha ha!
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so glad you asked. We went Saturday late afternoon uh, okay. and got the Chick-fil-A. Mind you, I haven't even eaten Chick-fil-A. It's not because of like gay stuff or whatever. It's just like, I just don't. I, I don't need like fast food chicken. I don't know.
1: It's delicious. I'm just throwing it out there. I hate, I hate. uh, Homophobia Thank you That would be so
0: weird if you did (laughs) it We've been doing this for a year You're like, by the way I hate homophobia It's terrible Great,
1: thanks for being an ally I love the chicken
0: The chicken's good Not gonna lie And I did this thing too Where I went and bought The Chick-fil-A sauce At like pavilions Because they have like a dipping sauce And so Evan bought like the tray of chicken And then they give you the sauce So now we have double the sauce Which I'm not mad at but yeah, we made chicken and waffles and heated it up in the morning and uh, everyone was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I felt like I was in like a Shakespearean play. I was like, oh God, they don't know what they're eating. <laughs> I was like, Evan, you tricked everyone. He's like, it's Chick-fil-A. I'm from Georgia. That's what we do. And I'm like, oh no. But it was so funny because we told everybody, we we're like, if you have a problem with this, like, it's okay. Oh, and they were like, no, it's delicious. I'm like, okay, God. And I'm sure probably people are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're eating Chick-fil-A. i am like, you know what? Like, there's so many other things in the world. Who gives a shit? But, uh, yeah, we had uh, smoked salmon on cucumbers, which I hate. I did not. I, I ate one to see, like, maybe I'll like it this year. I, I can't stand smoked salmon. I can't do it. Can't get into it. Uh, we had Prosecco. Lovely, lovely day. Everyone brought us flowers, which I was just like, it, our, our apartment looks like a funeral home. It's li- like we just have like bouquets of flowers everywhere. Um, but yeah, it was a lovely time. And then we went out into West Hollywood and I went, nope. <laughs> it was just packed to the brim. And I was like, absolutely not. Let me get out of here. Then uh, went home and I caught up with some shows. Are you watching Succession?
1: I hate Succession. Why? Because it's, a, it's nine identical characters. The True. show is terrible. The show's called Succession. People have been watching for four seasons. No one has succeeded anybody yet. I'm just, it, it's too much. It's, here, here's wh- how I know it's not a great show. Okay. I watched the, ep- everyone was talking about this past Sunday's episode. I watched it. The only other episodes I've seen are season one, episodes one, two, and three, and I kept falling asleep. Wow. I watched Sunday's episode, was not lost at all. I knew exactly what was going on. Yes. And that was it. I was like, this is a bad show. I skipped three seasons and I didn't miss anything.
0: Well, I did the same thing. So I only got to like season two and that was it. And then we're watching this season because, you know, it's the final season. And I just watched the, uh, the recap and I know exactly what's up. And I, everyone was like, this was the best television all year, this episode. And I was like, okay, well, all right. But now I'm like, okay, now can someone like succeed? Because it's very like, let's get to it.
1: Well, I think they're forcing that onto them now. Mm-hmm. The writer was just like, uh, it's the last season. We have to do something. Somebody needs to succeed Something. someone.
0: Please, can someone succeed already? <laughs> I have a theory. And I don't want to give anything away. But, I mean, if you watch the show, you know. And if you don't, well skip
1: 30 seconds ahead.
0: Yeah. The dad the dad passes away, Logan, and yeah. they are they put like an article in the LA Times for him, which I thought was very bizarre. <laughs> for his obituary, that was real. And I think there was a I don't want to say he was poisoned. I think there was like some foul play involved. Ooh. I think that's what happened. And I'm going to go, you know who I'm you know who I'm pointing fingers at? The assistant? Bangs.
1: That's the assistant.
0: Yep. That's who I thought also. Bangs. I'm
1: glad we haven't watched two of the two of the four seasons and we're all on the same page.
0: If that is the T, I'm in. First of all, she has a very blunt bang. I don't trust her. Yeah. And she has that weird Joker smile where she's and then she came out and was like, That was weird, right? And you're like, What? And and um Tom was like, What the fuck was that? Right. Yeah. So I think I think definitely there might've been foul play. I think it was just very weird how they're like, oh yeah, all of a sudden he had short breath and now they're doing like, you know, uh, chest compressions on him and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's HBO. I've seen every Game of Thrones episode and this kind of has that whole like line to the throne kind of feel. So I think I would I would not be surprised if there was some sort of foul play. I'm hoping there's foul play. Um, which I I don't think we should say ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: I dated a girl with bangs once and she looked like she had, she had murdered before. So
0: yes, I think if there's a blunt bang, because it covers up a, you know, sometimes very large forehead, which is full of secrets. So I saw succession. I loved it. I actually also watched pretty baby, which was the Brooke Shields documentary, which highly recommend. It's a two part series. Um, In the lines of Kid 90, which was Salil Moonfry's documentary about like her living in the 90s. And it was like a whole bunch of like lost footage on VHS tapes because she recorded everything. That one was more of a like, who is this for? I kind of got the same feeling with the Brooke Shields documentary. It's like nobody really asked for this. But it was also very entertaining and very amusing. So it it talks about like how she started off as a baby and um, her mom kind of like shoved her into the spotlight. And she, you know, did Blue Lagoon and Endless Summer. She was very young. She played like prostitute babies in like all her movies. And then went to Calvin Klein and how the industry just kind of sexualized her and stuff. And she still remained like with a good head on her shoulders. She's a mother of two now. One of her daughters is um, a model. And uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Her mother was like a terrible alcoholic to the point where like there was one part that I was like, holy shit. Like she said that her mom, when she was at her worst, um, she would get calls from like out of state. (laughs) saying your mom's here, (laughs) like in a different state. And I was like, God. And there was an article I read today how uh, Brooke Shields, I guess she went on the Drew Barrymore Barrymore show, and Drew Barrymore, the same thing, like pushed into Hollywood, this legacy of the, the Barrymore dynasty in Hollywood. And they said that their mothers pushed them so hard and were so guarded of them because they were, in fact, in love with their own children which I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, also, great show. I finally saw Beef with uh, Steven Yeun and Ali Wong, Comedy Store's very own Ali Wong. I saw that last night on Netflix. Nancy so Scott. Good, huh?
1: Nancy Scott.
0: <laughs> you can't give it away. <laughs> also known as, yes, Ali Wong and Steven Yeun. like It is... So much fun. It's the number one show on Netflix. If you're looking for something to watch, it is really, really fun. Very nostalgic. It starts off with um, Road Rage. How nostalgic can that get? But it also starts off with Allie in the car and they're playing. uh, She's listening to Liquid Dreams by O-Town and I'm like, I'm in. And it's just Allie like, I embody a girl that looks at Destiny's Child. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So it's a story about these two people. They get into a um, a road rage incident in a, in a uh, grocery store parking lot. And it just keeps going. And it's just ridiculous. They're saying Emmys all around. I absolutely love it. It's so nice to see Allie just continue to shine. And it's just a perfect, perfect, perfect show for her. And it's, uh So you're welcome. Go watch it. Beef on Netflix. All right. I think that's it. I, I think... mean,
1: did we, did we talk about uh, Justin with COVID?
0: Oh. <laughs> John. Okay. As a comic, you have those shows that flop. And I had a flop on Sunday. Um... And it was at a wonderful theater here in Los Angeles, which I absolutely, uh, love. Uh, it's called, well, it's called the, uh, oh my God, the, the, it's over at the, um, it's called Largo at the Coronet on La Cienega and like Sarah Silverman. And, you know, I did a show with Margaret Cho there, uh, Nick Kroll. It's kind of like, um, like an artsy independent theater. It's great. It's a a great place for locals to go, um, But I did this show on Easter, and it was with Megan Stalter from Hacks. And I adore Megan. (laughs) I think she's so funny. But this was a show that I was not supposed to be on. (laughs) And I say that because there was uh, two other comics who I met that night. And they were just like running kind of like character work, right? It was like one of them got up there and was... Like, uh, here's my impression of this and this. It was just very alt. And I'm not an alt comic at all. Like, it's just very random, off the cuff. Um, Jordan Firstman was in the crowd. He's a big, you know, Instagram guy, uh, TikToker as well, who's been given, like, every campaign uh, since he started doing, like, impressions on Instagram during covid but I was asked to do the show, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this will be so much fun! I can't wait." Thank you. And I get there, and the show starts at eight. I don't get on until nine forty-five. And there's four of us, and Megan's doing like a um, kind of like a dating style show. It's just so random and funny. Like the audience is having a blast, and I'm not like bashing any of them at all. It's just me and my life was like, mm, maybe not, maybe not this show. Um, so I get up on stage. I had finally had to like break the seal. I was like, I have to piss or I'm going to pee my pants on stage. So I go to the bathroom and as I get off, as I get on stage, like I'm about to go on, Megan forgot my last name. So she's like, Justin. (laughs) I'm like, oh God, no. After I already told her my last name before the show started and she follows me on Instagram. So she's like, Justin. And then I miss this part where um okay, I'll save that. So then I go up on stage and I tell you what, I did the I did 15 minutes of eating a bag of dicks. Just <laughs> everything pff, shit sandwich. Like I at one point I looked at the audience and I said, is this cause I'm a boy? Like I, I was like, cause everyone else was a girl and I was, you know, they're all like young in their twenties and like successful. And I'm like, I look like the chaperone at the party, you know, I'm like, Hey kids, you guys, you guys having fun out there? I got off the stage and I literally looked at everyone and I was like, I have never bombed harder in my life. And of course they're like, Oh my God, you were so funny. No, no, no. You were great. You were great. And I was like, Sure. I might have, I mean, people laughed. It wasn't like just pure crickets. It was just like, I wasn't giving what the other people were giving. I was giving like a comedy set. And they were just kind of like all over here doing, you know, XYZ. And then Megan looks at me and she goes, I'm so sorry I forgot your last name. And she goes, Do you think they weren't laughing because I told everyone you had COVID? And I'm like, What? <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? And she goes, I don't know, I thought it'd be funny. And I'm like, oh my God, no wonder everyone literally, cause everyone looked like they were leaning back and like holding their breath. They were just like, and I'm like, oh, that's why, because I don't have a mask on and you've told this whole theater of people that I had COVID, oh, the kids, <laughs> the kids today. So I left and I was like, damn it, that was awful. And I'm like, oh, that's why. So whatever, you know. What are you gonna do? But it was fun. I love that place. But also, my name is Justin Marndale, and I don't have COVID. Okay, let's get into some stories for the week. Let's start out with this one. You know, Easter happened. Uh, it was a great time for everyone, uh, but not for the Dalai Lama. <laughs> now, did you hear? Did you read this story at all, or hear about it? I
1: didn't. I was confused from the first word.
0: Okay, good because I saw this and I saw it trending on social media and I I wanted to save it for uh, the podcast because it's too weird. So the Dalai Lama is apologizing. Never in a million years did I think the Dalai Lama would have to a apologize or be worried about um, getting canceled. Or see that Cardi B would have something to say about it. So this story is pretty interesting. I want to read it, um, the article that we have, because I am now piecing together some of the information as are you if you haven't heard about this. So the Dalai Lama has apologized after footage showed him telling a boy to suck the Tibetan spiritual leader's tongue. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. Oh no, we're not done. Okay. His office said he wanted to apologize to the child and his family for the hurt his words may have caused. So there's this video of him doing this where he's also kissing the child on the li- on his lips. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the inf- incident. The footage has sparked widespread criticism with many social media users saying it was inappropriate and disturbing. Get no shit. The incident appears to have taken place at the Dalai Lama's temple in Dharamsahala mm-hmm. on February 28th. He had interacted with around 120 students who had completed a skills training program organized by the M3M Foundation, the philanthropic arm of real estate company, Uh, The foundation, I love a foundation, there she is, uploaded photos from the event on social media in March, and one of them, the Dalai Lama, is seen hugging the boy from the viral video. In the video, which has circulated online, the boy is seen asking if he can hug the Dalai Lama. The leader motions to his cheek saying, first here, and the boy kisses his cheek and gives him a hug. Then while holding the boy's hand, the Dalai Lama motions to his lips and says, I think here also, and kisses the boy on the lips. The leader then puts his forehead to that of the boy's before sticking out his tongue saying, and suck my tongue. (sighs) As some people laugh, the boy sticks his tongue out before withdrawing a little, as does the Dalai Lama. There are then more hugs as the spiritual leader speaks to the boy for a while longer, telling him to look uh, to, quote, good human beings who create peace and happiness. Oh, sticking out a tongue in Tibet is also a form of a greeting. But sucking the tongue (laughs) means you're a creepy old man. So, yes, he has since apologized. Um, And Cardi B had something to say about it earlier. She said there's a lot of predators in this world and that the Dalai Lama needs to step down from being the Dalai Lama. I don't even know, like, If that's a position that anybody wants, but I definitely think it's very, very creepy behavior, especially with all this shit talk about grooming and groomers and drag queens and gay people and how we're the worst. And, you know, then you have the Dalai Lama, who's like this peaceful Buddhist who is asking children to suck his tongue on video. How do we feel about this, John?
1: I mean, I have a list of regrets, and none of them have included having asked anybody to suck my tongue. Yeah,
0: what does that even do? I don't even understand. Like, uh, I don't know what that I'm is. A so I'm a germaphobe,
1: so me too. I don't like any of that. Like, enough's enough.
0: I don't understand. Like, a, what the point of it was? Like, b, did you know there were cameras on you? And like, like, where were the parents? I mean, if I was like, if I was a mom or dad, I'd be like, eh, <laughs> and we're okay. The Dalai Lama's got to get back to bed. I mean that's never happened at a tra- at a drag brunch. I-
1: I- I no, mean, it- it's like this is a perfect example of people in power being way creepier than people not in power.
0: It's very weird, and I feel like I saw a picture circulating of the Dalai Lama with. It was someone who's like problematic. It was either like a like a I want to say it was like Jeffrey Epstein or or. One of those guys where it's just kind of like, "Mm, okay, I don't know. I just think it's really kind of creepy along the lines of, you know, some youth pastors who are getting canceled for doing inappropriate things and priests. And, you know, here we have these like religious guys in power who are asking children to suck their tongue on camera, which is just sick. But also I kind of like that Cardi B is saying something about this because this is a woman who, is very opinionated. I love that she's very vocal and speaks her mind. She definitely has a platform. And um She wanted us to sing about WAP, you know. Not yeah. Wat. Yeah. Not a wet ass tongue. You know? I mean
1: I, I pull my kid away as soon as he says kiss him on the lips. My kid's gone. <gasps> That's yes. I don't let it get to the point where we're sucking tongues. As soon yeah. as he says, Kiss me on my lips, I'm like, Okay, kid, we're gonna we're going home.
0: See, I'm I'm okay with like You know, like like it was like, oh, give me a little kiss on the cheek. Like I think, like that's, I think that's okay. Is that weird? Like you know, like you see a relative or something that's like kiss. You know,
1: I mean, I kiss my friends on the cheek all the time.
0: I feel like that's a greeting. Like yeah, you know, kiss, but like. Suck my tongue, kid! Like, oh my god! He was testing how far he could push. He was like, okay, you want a hug? First kiss me on the
1: cheek, now kiss me on the lips. And it's like, okay, we're Yeah, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. Now this is just a Tinder date that should not be happening. Like, it's just like, good golly, Miss Dolly. I don't think that's an appropriate thing at all. It is interesting, because I'm like, now do we cancel the Dalai Lama? And does that mean anything?
1: If you want to know how dumb I am, I thought his name was Dalai Lama for a long
0: time. I did too. (laughs) I did too. That
1: makes me so happy.
0: (laughs) I thought his name was Dalai Lama. I was like, oh, Dalai Lama, like Dolly Parton, you know, like Dalai Lama. He's that, he's that bitch. But also I'm like, I don't, I I don't know if this is like going to rock the Buddhist community. Also Buddhist party. Do you remember like, there was a story not too long ago where all those Buddhists were like dropping like acid in the temple. Or they were doing, like, hardcore... I don't know. if It might have been, like, heroin even or something like that. And they were just living. I was like, if you're stuck on a mountain in isolation, like... I've seen Doctor Strange. It gets boring after a while. But um, definitely stay away from children. That's... But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Now, this story came out today. um, And it's definitely... I've seen stranger things in life, but the people are kind of on the fence about this. Millie Bobby Brown apparently has gotten engaged to Jake Bongiovi, which I had to do a little research, is John Bon Jovi's son from the band Bon Jovi. I did not know his name, like Dolly Lama, I didn't know Bongiovi was his last name. I thought it was John Bon Jovi. But Everyone's pissed off because uh, Millie Bobby posted a photo showing her wearing a ring while hugging her boyfriend, the son of musician John Bon Jovi, on Instagram. Now everyone is in an uproar because why? She's nineteen, so she's nineteen, and everyone's losing their mind. How old is he? He's twenty. So they're both morons. Well, you know what? I like it. I think this story's kind of sweet. Because I feel like we need a young love story. Nope. Why?
1: Because they're all dumb.
0: John, spring has sprung. I love a good spring romance. This is not a machine gun Kelly or a, a, a Megan Fox. This is like two young love birds. and I love it. And I think John, I think John Bon Jovi's a great dad. Um, he, you know, he's been with his wife forever, um, and I think she's a smart girl. I think she knows what she wants. She just turned down like twelve million dollars to do a Stranger Things spinoff because she's like, I kind of want to move on from this. Uh, so I think she's a smart girl. I'm hoping the best for them. Um, he's got that Nick Carter hair. I, I love it. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's got, like, yes, he's definitely got, like, 90s boy band hair. Um, But, yeah. Enough.
1: Enough with the fucking hair.
0: I think if you know what you want, go for it. You know, and it's Hollywood. She's probably going to be married, like, two other times. You know, who cares? I I just think, I hope it's serious. And I now am a a, a fan again of living on a prayer. Because it has that. Jenny is looking at the docks. I'm like, yes. And then it's like a love story. We got to hold on for what we've got. It doesn't make a difference if we're if if we've made it or not. If we're 19, it does make a difference. You're well, not, but you, she's an adult. You're not halfway there. She's an adult. No. But I I'm never gonna call her Millie, Bobby, Bon Jovi. She's
1: not even allowed at the comedy store. She's not an adult.
0: Well. Like that stopped people before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could get into that dirt, but we won't.
0: Jesus Christ. I think it's great. I think um and I love seeing these kids kind of like come into their own, you know? They're all kind of doing it young Hollywood style and I I I'm very happy for her. Am I being invited? No, but I do I do think it's I think it's good. I do think it's good. And who's to say what age is great and when you're ready. If you know you know. Um, but here's something I'm outraged about. (laughs) I'm at the point now where I don't want to see this Little Mermaid live action film because it is just wrapped up in so much bullshit. Um, it first started with, uh, Haley, uh, Haley Berry, uh, you know, oh, she's she can't be the little mermaid. That's not my little mermaid. She don't look like my little mermaid. And everyone was kind of like, whatever, get over it. Now, um, this week they said that Melissa McCarthy took um, inspiration from drag queens to do her portrayal of Ursula, which, yeah, no shit because Ursula was based off of Divine from John Waters' acclaim, Pink Flamingos, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Hairspray, like, Divine. If you put up Divine and Ursula, same person. Uh, But that wasn't enough. Oh, no, this article came out, and I was just like, oh, for God's sake, like, this remake has now gone... So far as to update original lyrics, including consent, the songwriter says. The classic Disney movie, The Little Mermaid, originally released as an animation in 1989, has been updated to reflect changing social attitudes towards consent. According to composer Alan Menken, who wrote the soundtrack to the original movie with Howard Ashman, songs Kiss the Girl and Poor Unfortunate Souls will include new lyrics to reflect the shift in society. Mencken collaborated with American songwriter Lin-Manuel Miranda on the live action remake which will premiere next month. There are some lyric changes in Kiss the Girl because people have gotten very sensitive about the idea that Prince Eric would in any way force himself on Ariel. (sighs) In the movie, Ariel makes a deal with the sea witch to trade her beautiful voice for legs so she can explore the world above the water and impress Prince Eric. Um, but Ariel must secure the kiss of true love within three days or else she transforms back into a mermaid and belongs to Ursula. The song lyrics urge Prince Eric to kiss Ariel before it's too late. I don't even know where to begin with this because I'm going to just flip all of this around and I'm going to do it my way. This is all Ariel's fault. (laughs) This fish is the problem. Not Prince Eric. No, Prince Eric was doing his thing on his boat, singing about Fathoms Below, and um, she was curious. She crashed his party and like fell in love with him like a crazy person at first sight. And then the boat exploded, right? So she rescues this prince. She she grabs him, saves him, good for her. And then, you know, resuscitates him. She gets spooked by the people and she swims off and then she becomes obsessed with him. This fish has a statue of this man in her grotto that she hid from everybody because she's that obsessed. And then when her dad shows up with his Triton titties (laughs) and gets pissed off and says, hey Ariel, too far, you're staying in the water, enough. He blows up her grotto, she gets pissed off, then goes to a sea witch, a sea witch, asks for legs in exchange for her voice, then goes up to the surface, and just kind of tries to blend in with society. See, my watch is even talking now. It's like, I have things to say. So then Prince Eric is gracious enough to bring in this what other people would think is a mentally unstable woman with no voice into his kingdom. He gives her clothes. He gives her a place to sleep. He's trying to get to know her because he thinks that she's just some kidnapped mute. He then takes her to dinner, which he did not have to do because he's busy running a kingdom and sees this woman pick up a fork and brush her hair with it. And continues to stand by this woman. Then gradually he starts developing feelings for her because, yeah, she's hot. You know, she's cute. She has no ill will. But she has to get kissed in three days or she turns into ocean trash. So Sebastian, the crab, and Flounder, who were in on the whole thing the entire time, were like, we got to get this guy to kiss this girl or she's going to turn into uh, creepy seaweed people. Get a boat. They rent the boat swim around in a lagoon, sing this amazing song with fireflies and fish and gay flamingos. And then they take her into this lagoon that is closed off to give them some privacy and they are telling this dude, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. Mind you, he doesn't know that crabs can talk. So now Eric is freaking out because he's hearing voices. And they're like, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. You gotta do it. Kiss her, kiss her. She knows what's up. She's like, okay, it's happening. Let's go, bitch. I'm getting these legs for days. And then Flotsam and Jetsam flip her boat, ruining the whole thing. There's no consent. If anything, Eric should be asking for consent. Or Ariel needs to be like, hey, can I kiss you? Because this obsession has gone on for a long time. I think this is so lame. I think this is so lame. And eventually, yeah, she can talk. And what was that discussion afterwards? Like, so they get married. She gets her legs. And then, like, do they go back to the honeymoon suite and are just like, so, um, you know that big-ass octopus lady that came out of the water and tried to kill us? What was that all about? She's like, well, yeah, I kind of had a crush on you. And I had to give away my voice, and then she turned herself into this chick named Vanessa and tried to steal you away from me, so that's a strong man. If I was ever in a relationship and a gigantic octopus lady came out of the ocean because of the person I was with, I'd be like, we're done. And I'd never be able to eat calamari again. That's a deal breaker for you? I mean, I've had worse. But yeah, that would definitely be like a deal breaker—like gigantic sorceress witch coming out of the ocean and being like, "I'm the ruler of all the ocean. The waves obey my every whim." Yeah, no. Or is it a deal breaker that the person you've been seeing is not the person you're seeing? It's a mermaid. It's a. It's a. That's what it is. It's a. Um, it's a, a double identity.
1: What do you do if you're at dinner? You, go, you take this girl to a nice restaurant. She looks at the fork and starts combing her hair.
0: Bye. I'll call you an Uber. How many guys in L.A. would put up with that? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. How many guys? That is a strong man. That is a strong man who's like, you know what? She's different. <laughs> There's just something about her. She's not like other girls. She combs her hair with utensils, and that doesn't bother me. She is who she is. I don't know. I think this is stupid. I don't know. And what was the other one? Poor Unfortunate Souls. I'm trying to think what could be bad about that. Oh, I know what they're going to do with that song. Because she says um, in Poor Unfortunate Souls, there's the line where she says, this one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl. That's not it. What is it?
1: Uh... Lines that make young girls somehow feel they shouldn't speak out of turn.
0: Oh, come on. Oh, it's that one. Uh, but they don't soon inform on the ladies who's withdrawn, and she who holds her tongue will get a man. That's what it is. Boo. And they, they don't like ladies that babble. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Get on lineage, prefer for ladies not to say a word, and after all, what is idle babble for? Yeah. If she who holds, it's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Yeah. Not great. Not great. But this was in 1989. Do you remember Aladdin? I mean, that has a whole bag of problems. Aladdin had to change, like, all their shit in the beginning because it was like, well, they'll cut off your hand if they don't like your face. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Like, that, I get it. But come on. Like, I I think that's kind of lame. But I'm not going to get outraged of it. I'm probably still going to see it, but I'm still just kind of like, come on. We don't have to be that sensitive about everything. Like, Eric did not have to ask for consent. Ariel should have asked for consent. Hey, she should have had her notepad and been like, can I kiss you, bitch? Like, that's what she should have said. And if the fork didn't get it, or what else did she do that was weird? Um... Trying to think, she did a lot of shit that was weird.
1: She spoke to an octopus and gave up her voice. I mean, she
0: did. Her best friend was a crab. She talks to a seagull. Um, yeah, but I feel like if 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 that if if that wasn't the deal breaker, if she wrote down like, "Hey, can I kiss you uh, before I turn into a piece of seaweed?" <laughs> that'd be like, you know what? This has been fun, um, but, I, but I'm gonna go. This is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Well, speaking of a lot. This story um, is batshit crazy, and um, it's been happening a lot in theaters. Uh, The Bodyguard uh, cast, uh, I guess this was in, I'm trying to think. I think this was in London, I'm assuming. Um,
1: Yeah, Manchester City Theater.
0: Yes. So there was a performance of The Bodyguard, the Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner movie. They made a musical about this, and... A performance had to have been stopped in the middle of the show um, because of disgusting behavior from audience members. Now, maybe they were from Orange County celebrating a birthday, but this has been going on a lot in live performances. So this musical had to be stopped at at the Manchester City Center Theater on Friday evening after audience members repeatedly saying... Over the top of the performers in the show. The show's producers had asked the public to not sing during the performance with signs all around the theater, signs all around the theater saying, please don't sing the songs. However, after the musical was briefly paused during its first act to evict a handful of people who would not refrain from singing, Police were called 10 minutes before its finale when, quote, mini riots (laughs) and fights broke out among those watching. The show had to be stopped during the redition of I Will Always Love You (laughs) and was finished 10 minutes early with the audience told to leave the theater. So, I mean, here's a sign. It says, please refrain from singing along. Thank you. I mean, but also, like, is there anything more meta than, like, a riot happening to someone singing I Will Always Love You?
1: You know how furious I would be if that, like, that's a song they're waiting for. If I just sat two hours for a show and then the show gets canceled before I get to hear that song,
0: I'm furious. I am going to riot. No, I think it. people were singing. I think that's what it was. I think the riots were thinking of like in a, in a performance setting. I think the way this went down was you have a couple unruly people who were singing and then they're getting told like, hey, shut the fuck up, and they're not. And then you have the audience starting to get involved and then, you know, fights break out. And then the woman playing Whitney Houston's up there, like, and uh..." (laughs) they're just pure chaos in the seats. Um, some people did film this. They said some videos were sent to the MEN show, at least a half a dozen police officers in attendance with a number of riot vans parked outside the theater. Speaking afterwards, one woman in the audience said at least three police vehicles turned up with officers stopping the show during the rendition of, I will always love you. So yes, there was a lot of heckling at the theater. Um, the lead singer was being heckled who was on stage, uh, doing her, her solo. Her mic was cut and the curtain was brought down for the second time. So this had already happened once. A fight broke out in the upper stands The security tried to deal with members of the audience. It was about 10 minutes to the end after an earlier stoppage in the show as others were removed. God. Can't have nice things. You can't have nice things. It's just so sad. It's like, just shut up. And that's like so embarrassing for the people who actually paid money to actually go see this show. It's embarrassing for the, like, cast and crew who have put in hours upon hours of tech rehearsals, wardrobe fittings, uh, like, song, dance, everything, to have some, you know, American Idol reject to be like, I've got this one in the bag. But of, of all this, I wish you love. Oh, God, shut up. Would have I would I have gotten involved? No. Maybe. I'd be the guy in the back, like
1: fuck him up. I think they needed you there to just be like, ma'am. Ma'am!
0: Oh yes, absolutely. I would have ma'am. I love a ma'am. Sir and ma'am is just like, ooh shit. Like that's like if I had kids, I'd ma'am them. Even if they were children. Ma'am! Um but yeah we can't have nice things and uh hopefully things uh calm down there at the bodyguard which is so weird Would you expect a riot at the bodyguard Don't they have bodyguards to like stop that from happening
1: Yeah that's embarrassing you should have decent security at a show called the bodyguard
0: Yeah like if you're going to riot during like a Broadway show do like cats or <laughs> Or like Bad Cinderella. Have you heard that musical happening? No, that sounds terrible. It's uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's new musical. So Phantom of the Opera in New York is finally closing after, you know, 98 years on Broadway. It's finally shutting its doors. And um, he has created this musical called Bad Cinderella. And it just looks so lame. And all these people are like walking out and putting it on TikTok. They're like, we got through like 10 minutes and just left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you don't like something, just leave. You don't have to sing. Go to a karaoke bar and sing your tits off. Sing your Triton tits off, go for it. Like you don't interrupt the show, good God. And this is why you can't have anything nice. And following that, this broke my heart. Betty White died. No, we knew. Uh, Betty White's house uh, has been demolished, and I'm so sad about this. Betty White's former home in L.A., TMZ reports, uh, she lived there for decades as nothing but dust and dirt now, as the new owners apparently aim to build up a massive mansion in its place. The late actress's relatively modest Brentwood property, modest for A-list celebs, that is, was recently demolished. And now photos of the aftermath are surfacing, showing construction crews already hard at work, laying the groundwork for something new and probably terrible. As you can see, her old house, which was roughly 3,000 square feet, with five bedrooms and six bathrooms, complete with a pool, is practically all gone. Meaning the folks moving in did, in fact, want to build out from the ground up without a trace of the former estate intact. Per real estate records, the buyers ended up being a dentist and his wife. (laughs) it looks like they filed for a permit to bulldoze back in november in february of this year they filed more paperwork signaling they're interested in putting in a new pool and spa i hope she haunts the shit out of them i mean look how cute this house is are you kidding me Uh, oh to be fair the villa right next to it Three
1: times, like I can imagine, if you buy a new place, you don't want to be the tiny little house next to this giant villa here.
0: But I mean, it's not like a giant. I mean, look how that's just charming. There's just something about like old charm that this city is just losing. Look, she's lived in this house since the 1960s, and like it's just it's it's very kitschy. It's very like um, Mayberry, but like L.A it's it's uh so let's see when you drop upwards of 10 million for a piece of real estate you're entitled to do whatever the hell you want with it oh gross regardless of its iconic status the golden girl's castle has crumbled it's just it's just cute and vintage and like there's ways of like keeping that charm but doing modern like my place it's got like a dishwasher and like Ooh. I know. And, like, new countertops and stuff. But it still has, like, the crown molding and, like, the Juliet balcony and, like, the French windows. And there's just ways of doing it. Just ugh, It's just sad. Especially when you see all these old homes in Los Angeles just being, like, just bulldozed. And then they put up these weird, like, like robot homes that are, like, they just look like giant shoeboxes. And they all look the same. And there's just like no charm to it at all. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but and I I would prefer
1: Betty's house compared to whatever the fuck they're gonna build there. Oh, it's
0: gonna be atrocious. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But my I think when you when you have that money and you're just what, it's about status. You're not gonna live in that tiny house next to that big villa.
0: I know, but what kind of a garbage person are you? A dentist. To... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Who would do this to Betty White's home? A dentist. Yeah. Oh man, what if it was like B Arthur's dentist or like, you know, cuz they all like hated each other apparently. Um I just think it's sad. And I mean like I mean, I, I, if you have to be an anonymous dentist, you can't just you can't be known.
1: You don't think he's a famous dentist?
0: I mean, if he's living in Brighton, what he probably is, but do you think they got off to this as
1: it was being taken down? Yeah, they were sitting in the car watching for sure. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, thank you for being a friend, bitch. Oh, it is sad. I mean, did I ever go to Betty White's home? No, but like, it's, it's just sad. You're just like, oh, man. She's just lived there like her whole life. And now it's like, you know what we should do? Bulldoze it. (sighs) Speaking of someone who needs to be bulldozed, uh, Nick Cannon recently went on to say that uh, newly single Taylor Swift could be the mother of his next child. He says he's all in. Um, The 42-year-old entertainer joked that he would absolutely love to have a baby with the newly single Taylor Swift in an interview of the Howard Sturge show. This week, Cannon is shooting his shot here for baby number 13, which just so happens to be Swift's legendary lucky number. Um, In his appearance on Howard Stern, uh, Robin Quivers asked him if he was done having kids. And he says, every time I answer this question, I can never answer it correctly because I don't know. I'm happy currently with the children that I got. Um, But any future baby mamas, quote, have to be amazing. That's when Stern jumped in to ask her about who Cannon's top pick would be, to which he appropriately replied replied with a laugh, I'm not doing this. I can see the headlines. It was Stern who suggested Swift asking if she was amazing enough. Absolutely. I'm in. Let's go. I'm all in. E.T. broke the news over the weekend that Swift and her longtime love, Joe Alwyn, had split after six years together, Praising her as an amazing songwriter, Cannon said he admires Swift's ability to be so vulnerable and open with all her music. But where he really thinks they could bond is over the shared experience of dating as a celebrity. Me and Taylor's numbers are very similar when we're talking about being in these streets. I think she would relate to me very well based off of like, yo, you've dated a lot of people in the public eyes, so have I. We would probably really understand each other. When Quivers noted that Swift is now single, Cannon was quick to say, you know, I know that. My spidey senses is is tingling. Cannon shares 11-year-old twins, Monroe and Moroccan, with Mariah Carey. He also shares Rise, Powerful, Golden. Uh, He also has a kid named Beautiful, Zion, Zillion, and Halo, Zen, uh, legendary.
1: It sounds like a, a a word list to claim your crypto.
0: Yeah, Bray T C Onyx. Yeah. So yeah.
1: And the only one that I know on that list is Mariah Carey. So Same. I don't know if you could really compare their public dating experience. Like I don't know anyone that he's dated. I know half of hers: Gyllenhaal, the Jonas brother. Yeah. This guy. Like I could go through her whole list.
0: Yeah. But you know what I. I'm on Team Taylor for this one because, you know, she's getting out of a relationship after six years, which, I mean, that's a really long time. She's doing her Eros tour, and they're asking her, like, which, by the way, her Eros tour is, like, three and a half hours long. That's a lot. Costume changes, everything. But you know what? She's doing it. And she has broken up with this guy after six years. She said, you know, they just felt like they just kind of, you know, parted their own ways, and it was amicable and adult um will she have a whole album about this breakup 1000 percent. but it's going to be good i think it's going to be mature i don't think it's going to be like you did this to me everyone's saying that she kind of uh instigated the breakup but also nick cannon shut up gross i think that's so gross the way he
1: answered the question is how i would answer my uh, that's how i answer when people ask if i want a tesla no i'm good with my my car now
0: i'm fine I'm fine.
1: I'm happy currently with the children that I got.
0: Yeah, I have 12 children. Why do I need a baker's dozen? Like it's like I have 12 children and it just goes I'd make a baby with her. It's just gross. <laughs> I'd breed her sick. She that's Taylor Swift. She's not a fucking stable horse. God, cut it out. I think it's so gross, especially like for a girl to be like and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about like, you know, it's it's just gross. It just sounds like it's like she's property. She's just like, just a uterus. I just think it's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, I'd get her pregnant. Oh, would you, Nick Cannon?
1: She likes the number 13, too.
0: She likes the number 13, too. Yeah, you know what? And uh, maybe she doesn't like her men looking like genies. You know what? Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Her her wish is for you to stay away from her, so I think I just think it's uh, uh, I think someone needs to like snip his cannon finally. I just think I don't we don't need any more kids Um, from Nick Cannon. Oh, and here's this here's this segue. God damn, John. Pussycat Dolls member claims she was forced to have an abortion while in the group. Now this is some tea, but also no. Um, Pussycat Dolls, I mean, R.I.P. I I mean, what a great girl group. Now you have Nicole Scherzinger, who is on The Masked Singer, who's just letting everyone know. I'm sorry, like I think Nicole Scherzinger is like so talented. I said it, that girl has a voice on her. She actually sang in the anniversary, you can YouTube it. It's like Phantom of the Opera. Um, um, It was like an anniversary special and they had, they invited all the guys who had sung or, or, or portrayed the Phantom to come out and sing and Nicole Scherzinger played Christine and she just lets everyone have it like opera. I did not know she could sing opera. She's fantastic. And then she went on um, Jimmy Fallon's show, uh, the one one of his many shows that everyone just kind of gives him. Um, That's my jam. Where she sang, um, they sing a song in a different style. It's something. It's something weird like that. And she, oh, she sang "Lady Marmalade" as um, Led Zeppelin. It was pretty fantastic. I was like, damn, she's talented. And Pussycat Dolls also tried to have a reunion, and it didn't happen. Um, But one of their best songs that gets me going every time is React. It's so good. I just, ooh, gets me going. All right. So former member of the Pussycat Dolls. And that's it. I don't even know any of the other Pussycat Dolls. Do you? You're about to learn about one. Oh, great. Can't wait. Former member of the Pussycat Dolls claims she was forced to terminate a pregnancy in order to remain part of the girl group. I was told to get rid of it. Kaya Jones. The whole time. The whole time. Had no idea. I did not know there was a pussycat all in Kaya Jones. Alleged of her unborn baby during a bombshell interview on Fox Nation's Tucker Carlson today. No! <laughs> when asked to allegedly push the abortion, hey, maybe we don't use those words, she cryptically said the powers that be god no oh uh probably the uh lady who was in charge
1: managed them
0: (laughs) yeah well like the main what's her name let's look her up real quick uh she was like the the creator of the pussycat dolls she i thought uh,
1: that weren't they part of a girl weren't weren't they part of a competition show
0: that was a competition show robin anton Yes, Robin Anton discovered, she put them together in 1995, and they started out at the Viper Room here in L.A. Did you know that? I did not. Started so out the Viper Room, and then they started doing these, like, weird burlesque shows where, like, Christina Applegate would be on it one night. Carmen Electra did, like, a stint with it, so it was like a mini residency at the Viper Room, where it was just kind of like, you know, burlesque and teasy, like, oh wearing roughly panties, ooh, you know. And then she was like, hey, let's make music. And she put together the group. And then they went off and did, you know, Buttons. Um, uh, what's the other song they do? When I Grow Up. When I, oh, that's the worst. That's the only one I know. I mean, can, if The Little Mermaid is problematic, we need to go <laughs> alter those lyrics to When I Grow Up. I want to be famous. want to be a star. I want to have boobies. What?
1: I don't think those
0: are the words. Yes, they are.
1: No, I think, pull them up. I think the word is groupies. No.
0: Yeah.
1: Is it groupies the whole time? They want to have groupies, not boobies.
0: Oh no. <laughs> no, yeah. I've been singing it wrong. I've done that. I thought the Dalai Lama's name was the Dalai Lama. Wait, go to the go to. We need to find the lyrics because. When I grow up, I never thought one day I'd be like Googling when I grow up. Okay. <gasps> when I grew up, I wanna see the world, drive nice cars, I wanna have groupies. I thought it was boobies. <laughs> oh no. Am I the only one who thought those were the words? When I grow up, I want to see the world drive NASCARs. cars. I want to have boobies. I thought they said boobies. And I was like, wait, little girls, you will one day. I thought that's what they were saying. Oh, my God. Well, that's not a problem for me because I don't like boobies.
1: For those watching the video, that face he just made was his mind being blown. He has to
0: rethink his entire (laughs) (laughs) life. I thought that was the whole. I did you hear the confidence that I that came out of my mouth? I was That's like, why it was heartbreaking for me to tell you because <laughs> I, I saw how happy you
1: were that you was were like, about yes, to change lyrics. Change
0: the lyrics to this song because these are the words. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow, my mind is blown. You know what? I hope there's a listener out there who's like, dude, I thought the same thing. Thank you so much. Now I feel really stupid, but whatever. And then, yeah, for years I thought, why are these grown women saying they want to have boobies? They've got boobs. They're fine. They still don't have groupies. Well, Nicole does. But this one, Jones, now 38, she says that she had to succumb to the pressure uh, because she felt she was at the height of her career and really not wanting to lose her job. She further alleged that if other dolls were to get pregnant, they would be fired. And she got rid of her child in between rehearsals. Well, we have a tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, hey, get rid of that kid. Now loosen up those buttons. <laughs> God. Uh, Jones claims she then performed with the group at a show at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas where she was hemorrhaging, losing her baby and being told how fat she was all at the same time. It's to control you. Jones pointed out that the majority of former group members do not have children, alluding that they too may have been subject to the pressures and the forcing of abortions. Page Six reached out to reps for several members of the Pussycat Dolls, including Nicole Scherzinger and the others. (laughs) corroboration on Jones's claims but did not immediately hear, ba- hear back. Aside from Jones, no other dolls have spoken publicly about allegedly being forced to have abortions while in the now defunct pop group. Robin Anton, who founded the group, uh, oversaw them long after Jones's stint ended in 2004, did not return the request for comment either.
1: Wait a second, this name that I have highlighted, is this the girl that just had the riot at the uh, the bodyguard? I think we just read this name. As Wait, the... go back. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same, unless I'm going crazy. No, I
0: saying. saw it too. Uh-uh. It is! Look at that. Oh <laughs> my god. God, Melody Thornton is the lead singer. Whoa. So Melody Thornton is the woman who is accusing the Pussycat Dolls of forcing her to have an No, abo- no, no. No, 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 no. Hold He's- on. Get all this. Yeah, we'll rearrange this. Hold on. Melody Thornton was a, pussy was cat- a Pussycat Doll and is now at the bodyguard performing at the theater where the riots ensued <laughs> they're echoing her <laughs> god what a rough day to be a pussycat doll don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me no wow that's wild that was totally like not even meant to happen which one's melody thornton can we google her Is she the redhead? I think she I don't think Google's gonna even know. I think Melody Thornton is the red oh 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 Yes! Melody Thornton is the one that like there's that video. Okay, let's just pull up this video. This is some iconic, iconic footage. She's the one that they're performing at like the MTV Awards or something, and they're singing Loosen Up My Buttons, and this bitch was tired of being silenced by Nicole Scherzinger, so she starts singing over her, totally snaps, and I think after that, she was kicked out of the group. So Melody Thornton clearly is playing the Whitney Houston role in The Bodyguard. Okay, okay. I mean, if you've never seen, wait, go to this one. The internet is still obsessed with the Pussycat Dolls, right here. Uh, she's vi- Nicole Scherzinger is visibly fuming, it is so. I don't even know if everybody knows about this video, but it's pretty spectacular. Goes to the front. And, oh wow! And just look at Nicole. Oh no! She just snaps, and Nicole's like, "Um, I'm gonna creep up here," and then tries to like, "Like, bitch, what are you doing?"
1: Oh wow! I've never seen this.
0: Just snapped. And good for her. And Nicole's just like, what is she doing? She just went off script. And now she's um, breaking up riots at the bodyguard in London. Well, wow.
1: Now my conspiracy theory brain thinks Nicole is behind
0: this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) She's like, don't you? Yes. She's like, You're gonna you're gonna cause a riot on stage when I'm on bitch. I'm gonna create one for you. All right, we got a couple more stories here for you guys this week. Um, this one, I mean, Jesus Christ. Are we talking about yes, we are. Okay, that's the next story. But this one right now made me laugh because A, it starts with Florida. And sure, why not? If anything starts with Florida, you know it's gonna be batshit crazy. Um, This Florida Republican compares transgender people to X-Men mutants. And that's, that's where we're at. So Republicans uh, demonization of transgender people reached new levels on Monday when Florida representative Webster Barnaby
1: (laughs) that checks out
0: (laughs) what Webster Barnaby, why do you sound like an enchanted uh, appliance? Compared the group to mutants during a speech at the state capitol on Monday. Okay, I'm sorry. Webster Barnaby? You have nothing to say because your name is Webster Barnaby. You sound like like an animal that wears human clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that name sounds like. I'm Webster Barnaby. Like some British kid's figure. Like Paddington or Babar. I'm Webster Barnaby. He's a giraffe that wears human clothes. Yep. Webster Barnaby. The Congressman <laughs> The Congressman who represents the city of Deltona, not Daytona, Deltona. Not McDonald's, McDowell's. Um, It's 30 minutes from Daytona, Deltona, made the comment while discussing Florida House Bill 1521, which criminalizes the use of public bathrooms for transgender people. Can we fucking get off the bathroom shit? It's a toilet. Go to the bathroom. I don't care where you gotta go. Just don't go on the floor. Don't go in my sink. Don't go in public. I saw a man pissing in public the other day. Just dick out on the street. No one did a damn thing. If you had a toilet... Maybe he could have done something or didn't do Fenton all that day. Maybe he would have realized that he was peeing on the street. Anyways, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, Barnaby calls himself a proud Christian. Okay. Conservative Republic, even gross, um, before likening transgender citizens to characters from the Marvel comic book saga X-Men. We have a little excerpt from his uh, marvelous speech, I'm sure, right here.
1: watch the x-men movies or marvel comics it's like we have mutants living among us on planet earth and you know some people don't like that but that's a fact we have people that live among us today on planet earth that are happy to display themselves as if they were mutants from another planet
0: Did he ever watch X-Men? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, this is the planet Earth he's saying. Okay, so it's okay for a a person to be named Webster Barnaby, but also you're comparing LGBT people and transgender people, which fall into that category as well, as mutants. Oh, thank you. Because if I've learned anything from the X-Men films, which grossed billions of dollars worldwide, is that that whole comic book was created to give a voice to the people less fortunate, the ones who have to live in exile, who can't live in normal society. So this today, what did this guy do? Apologized for his remarks. I wish I was a mutant. I wish I had superhuman powers. I think that would be so awesome. But also, there is a line in the X-Men movie between Nightcrawler and Mystique. I'm an X-Men aficionado. Where he is talking to Mystique, Nightcrawler, Alan Cumming. And he's like, why don't you uh, change, you know, because Mystique can uh, turn into anybody she sees. And he's like why do you wear that um knowing you know that people are afraid of you or why why would you do that And she says because we shouldn't have to be we shouldn't have to be afraid to look the way we do and i just think this is so neanderthal and so gross and antiquated of a statement it's just like we're on planet earth There's people walking around like they're mutants. Yeah, there sure are. And they're called country music stars. Now, this whole thing, this whole Bud Light controversy, Kid Rock blowing up a a six-pack of Bud Light, Sarah Tiana and I actually had a really nice discussion about it because we just think it's so stupid how people are now throwing out bottles of Jack Daniels and Bud Light because it is now associated as gay beer now I I mentioned some of this this week um, this weekend during some shows because I just think it's so stupid and this is all coming from a trans activist named Dylan Mulvaney who is a lovely human um, who is now getting um, sponsors from these big brands like Nike um, Bud Light, um, I, th- I can't even remember, like, how many other, but many campaigns. And, of course, people are outraged because she does identify as transgender. And, whoa, 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 That's not my beer no more. First of all, do you think gay people drink Bud Light? Do you think that we go into a bar and say, you know what sounds good? Horse piss. No, we don't. I have a Never gone. You know what I really want to drink today? A Bud Light. It just sounds so good. Bud Light is not a gay beer. You know what it is? Hard seltzer. Hard seltzers are gay beers. And hard seltzers have been around for a while and they continue to get weirder and weirder. And I'm here for it. You know what? Mike's Hard Lemonade without lemonade is just Mike's Hard. That's gay. Hey, Mike, give me one of your mics hard. <laughs> oh, yeah? You like that? Yeah. Give me a straight guy to be like, you know what sounds really refreshing right now? A twisted tea. No. You know what I want right now? I'll tell you what. I want. What's another one? I'll have a Smirnoff ice. Mm. Bud Light, get out of here. Jack Daniels, beat it. Here's I don't have a problem with this whole um, big organizations finally recognizing a community of consumers that do buy their products. The problem that I have is that every June, when Pride Month starts, all of these guys target all uh, uh, beers, liquors, all all of these big global companies will be like pride 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 but as soon as june 31st comes and goes it's back to it they're like oh yeah we stand with our community for june and that's it if you're gonna be an ally be an ally but i think um this story just keeps developing like um they said that the uh, the the anheuser-busch like Uh, Clydesdale shows (laughs) are being um, postponed because they're afraid there's going to be, you know, activists and protesters and stuff. And I'm like, can we just have something nice? Can everyone just shut up and just crack? I'll drink a Bud Light for peace. I'll do that. I'll drink a Bud Light for peace. Everyone just needs to relax. Now, country stars Travis Tritt, who has no room to talk um about his opinions on gay beer? Did you see pictures of Travis Tritt? No,
1: but I imagine he's not somebody we should be modeling our lives after.
0: Google Travis Tritt real quick. If you have no idea, I'm from Texas, so I know who Travis Tritt is. Oh L- boy. Look at this woman. <laughs> look at her. Look at her. Mama boots the house down. Look look at that first. Type in Travis Tritt. Uh, let's see. Type in Travis Tritt beautiful. <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh, boy. No. Yeah, she's I mean, look at it. Oh, what is that? Come she's on. She's definitely
1: with him for his looks
0: oh yeah for sure type or go to go to the other images look at look at there's like several pictures that popped up i'm like why is anybody look at this he has more botox in his face that look at that quaff the glamour Oh, the botox like lady giving you uh just a toe tapper in a bathroom stall yeah he's upset he's like i'm never drinking bud light ever again So John Rich removed Bud Light from his Nashville bar amid brand's partnership with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. Um, John Rich uh, has a bar and he went on Tucker Carlson. He's like, I own a bar in downtown Nashville. Our number one selling beer up here a few days ago was what? Bud Light. We got cases and cases and cases of it sitting back there. But in the past several days, you've heard hard pressed to find anyone ordering one. So as a business owner, I go, hey, if you aren't ordering it, we got to put something else in here. At the end of the day, that's capitalism. That's how it works. I'd, I'd love to see if he knows how to spell capitalism. The beer maker ignited a firestorm earlier this month when it celebrated Mulvaney's 365 days of girlhood by sending Mulvaney custom-made cans featuring the influencer's face. Mulvaney said the cans were her most prized possession on Instagram, with a post featuring hashtag Bud Light partner. A video then Monday featured Mulvaney in a bathtub drinking a Bud Light. But you know what? You're getting paid for it. You, get, you know what you got to do. Um... Many mocked Bud Light over the partnership. Kid Rock even used several Bud Light cases for target practice. Oh, that'll show him.
1: Did you see that he hurt his arm and everybody's saying it's from shooting the Bud Light cases? Oh my God, really? He's walking around in like a sling.
0: Good for him. (laughs) Fuck off. Moron. Yeah, idiot. Rich, the founder of Redneck Riviera, a popular bar and restaurant in Nashville, asked his Twitter followers last week to weigh in on replacement suggestions after pulling Bud Light from his bar. This is where it gets weird. It's their right to market it however they want. They're making a bet that it's going to sell more product. What's happening, Tucker, is people who have been loyal to brands for decades and decades are finding it hard to stay loyal to them. So they start hunting down other brands they can support. There are tons of people coming for American brands out there, and people are flooding to kind of like mine. So he has his own brand of whiskey that he is now putting... It's all just like, well, if you don't like this, drink my shit and pay for it. Now, I have a John Rich story that I don't know I if I have mentioned it before. But I feel like, as an LGBTQ member, I need to speak up. <laughs> I've had sex with... No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> this story really makes me question intentions um because i think there's just a lot of grown crybabies out there especially when they're calling um you know anybody with a different political viewpoint as there's snowflakes these grown men are stomping their feet you can't drink my beer this my beer i want my beer i want my beer do you not know that people can wear drink eat whatever the hell they want. And it's just so embarrassing when I see these grown people being like, I'm pouring my Jack Daniels down the toilet. You already bought it. They won. (laughs) You're not doing a damn thing. So my John Rich story, it was years ago. It was the night he actually won Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I can't remember what season that was. I could care less. Um, But uh, I... Saw it. It was on the TV before I left here to go to the comedy store. Now, I get to the comedy store. Sarah Tiana's in the back about to go on because I think she knew him or something. I think that tracks. She knew him for a while. I think she actually had to, like, write jokes for him or something. I don't know. But I remember being in the back and seeing this gigantic cowboy hat, much like this one We see in the picture. He's wearing a a fur collar Mm. and a white cowboy hat. Um, he looks like Drew Lynch. It's really weird. Um and so I'm like, is he performing? And they're like, Oh yeah. Uh he's he just won The Apprentice. He's not at an after party or anything. He's here at the comedy store and he's shit faced, right? So I'm nervous because I think of, you know, like, save a horse, ride a cowboy. I think of like, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to end really horribly for me. So I end up going on stage. He's there. I'm doing my thing. He's laughing. And at one point, he just goes, man, you're fucking funny. And I go, "Huh? thanks, John Rich. And I said, hey, congrats on winning Celebrity Apprentice. I just had it it was on television at my apartment uh, before I came over here. So it's really weird seeing you. Uh, in real life. He goes, yeah, you're real fucking funny. Let me buy you a shot. And I'm like, you don't have to do that, John Rich. He brings me a shot, or the waitress did, and he uh, raises his shot, and he's like, all right, cheers, you funny fucker. And I take this shot, and I'm like, oh, God, it was trash. And then he looks at me and he goes, now take your shirt off. (laughs) I was like, what he goes come on don't y'all want to see him take his shirt off come on take your shirt off buddy let's see what you got going on under there (laughs) i'm like john (laughs) no so i honestly said no you're not supposed to do that don't you like hate people like me (laughs) like i don't i felt like i was being trapped i was like oh god and the whole audience was like what what so I said, no, thank you. I, I would like to keep my shirt on, sir. Very weird thing to do at a comedy show. And then afterwards, I think the group he was with was like, and we're done for the night. And they got him up and he was uh, he left the building.
1: They've seen how this night ends before.
0: Yep. It always starts with a Bud Light. I still got it. But yeah, it just makes me laugh that these like grown men are just like, I'm like, who gives a shit? What I want to see is beers like putting their money where their mouth is. Like, hey, if you support a group of people, like stick with them. Don't end it at the end of the month and be like, all right, and to the next one, you know. Um, But I do want to end this show with a trend alert, which I'm very excited about. And I love this because it said uh, trend for the summer. Now that – You know, spring is here. It's warming up. You know, we've got festival season happening amongst us. I think Coachella is, what, this weekend? Are you
1: going to any of that? Yeah, yeah, I have tickets for all weekend.
0: Really? No, are you fucking crazy? I was like, wow. Yeah, I I couldn't go, especially with everything going on. Do I look
1: like somebody that goes to Coachella? No.
0: I mean, with everything, like, with a mass shooting happening, like, every day, it's the last place I want to be.
1: I'm at Couchella. I'm not leaving my fucking couch.
0: Couchella. Yeah, that's what—I think you can actually watch it on YouTube now. Oh, I'm good. I think you can actually stream it. I don't know if you have to pay for or whatever, but there are some acts that I really would, you know, be interested to see. But I think the headliners are Frank Ocean.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I watch uh
0: I can't remember who oh Black Pink and
1: Black Pink is a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: I like them. They're fun. It's like a K-pop group.
1: Oh, okay, great.
0: Um and I couldn't tell you who the other one is, but what a weekend. I know, really. Oh, get ready. A Who's Who. A Who's Who of Who's Who's. Uh so last year's trend was Coastal Grandmother, which I was all on board for. Um, just luxury, just Comfort, uh, just the ocean, seashells, pelicans flying on the shore, wine, a book, sand, um, a a mid-afternoon nap. That was my jam. Kind of still is. But we have a new trend coming in hot this summer. Get ready for Coastal Cowgirl. Uh Coastal Cowgirl is going to be the trend for the summer According to, um, what is this, page six or the New York Post? Okay, New York Post. It is a sprinkle of Western vibes. So strap on your riding boots and giddy-yap. This was written by a Yankee. It's giddy-up, not giddy-yap. It's groupies, not boobies. It's gearing up to be Coastal Cowgirl Summer. The latest style trend spawned on TikTok has sent city girls stampeding for cowboy boots, straw hats, and statement buckle belts just in time for popular music festivals Coachella and Stagecoach. With 7.4 billion views on the app, the fashion trend is the edgy cousin of the Coastal Grandma look of 2022. It's got the same softness of linen with a touch of southern twang. Fashionistas are styling their 10-gallon hats with denim sets, a beachy rendition of a Canadian tuxedo, or breezy silky frocks. As summer is approaching, there's a merge uh, sort of happening. Last year, there was the Coastal Grandmother going on, and I feel like now we're having a sprinkle of Western vibes. Fashion content creator Christina Arrington told The Post... While the Virginia-based TikToker 35 is influenced by her Texan roots, Cowboy Core, the edgier sibling of the dainty coastal cowgirl, has been steadily on the rise thanks to hype about Paramount's popular series Yellowstone. Plus, trendsetting Queen Beyonce settled up in her best western with a blinged t- she's never saddled up in a best western. Ever. Beyonce has never been in a best western with a blinked hat and silver steed gracing her Renaissance album cover, which solidified the style off of the runway. On the runway, um, Philip Pline took note in his Milan Fashion Week Space Cowboy Rodeo, which featured bedazzled brims and chrome boots in his fall-winter collection. In Paris, Stella McCartney's ready-to-wear line brought a subdued elegance-to-ranch chic, complete with braided detailing, cow print, and saddlebags. Um, I feel like this has been happening for a while. I mean, I'm here for it. Dua Lipa um, did it in her Love Again video. We've had, you know, Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini. Like, all these girls are taking uh, denim. But like
1: this picture right here, what is going on? She's wearing a blazer, a Mm -hmm. dress... She just has cowboy boots on. Is that, is that all you need? Cowboy
0: boots? Um, I don't think it's just about the boot.
1: This is business cowgirl here.
0: Yeah, this is definitely... I mean, it's it's a look. It's a statement. And that doesn't really... I don't know. I feel like these girls are like kind of trying to figure out what a strawberry festival looks like. <laughs> or like, you know... Um, Uh, they they don't really know you know what i mean like they're just like okay well this is what i have to wear it's like i get it like it's the it's the flower it's the flowing the boot the 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 cowgirl cowgirl hat but again like if you scroll up all the way to the beginning this is just stagecoach which is right after coachella this is like we'll see what happens at the end and it's supposed to be like hot as hell this summer so sure grab a cowboy hat um Ask for consent when you kiss anybody at a uh, festival. Even um, if they have no voice. Even if you have no voice. But you know what? What we've learned this episode is use your voice. You know what? Things aren't going your way. Call up a uh, call up a senator. Call up a delegate. Say, you know what? I want this. I'm tired of living in chaos. Um, pick up the phone. Call a friend. I know the world is crazy. I definitely have my down days as well where I'm just kind of like, I throw my hands up in the air and I say, enough! Enough! So, and I didn't mean to get a little political on this episode, but hey, that's what's happening. And I'm going to talk about it. And it's my podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a great time. John, thank you for being here and joining me today. Um, Again, uh, make sure to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to this podcast, I actually had a guy uh, on Easter Sunday say, like, I love your podcast. I was like, thanks. So tell a friend. I love it. I hope to make things a little lighter in the world for you. On your commute to wherever you're going. Stay safe. Again, use that promo code 40justin to get your Mother's Day gifts early. Don't be a procrastinator. Get it. Your mom deserves it. The ladies in your life deserve to be comfortable. And uh, we will see you next time here on Just Saying with Justin Marndell. You guys have a great week.